1: And welcome our our guest, Cocaine Bear, that's sitting on the table.
2: (laughs) Whoa, spoiler alerts! Damn, you didn't even give an opportunity
1: for folks to learn what this episode was about. Spoilers. Uh, That might be a little clue of what we're going to be talking about this week. But before we get into that, it's time for our introductions. Uh, What are we smoking this week, Brad?
2: Uh, This week we have the H. Upman, Nicaragua, the A.J. Fernandez heritage. Because, you know, he doesn't already have a handed every cigar
1: yeah we smoked the the original the h upman uh aj uh so this is the new one the fernandez which has a tri- uh, triple fermented matafina wrapper that has been aged an extra uh two years uh after it's uh, was built to you know give that special special flavor and we have the uh churchill vitola yeah, like I said, Brazilian Matafina wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and Nicaraguan and Brazilian fillers.
2: Yeah, so uh very mocha colored this one cigar. It it's dark. It's um
1: yeah, it's darker than the, the last AJ uh H. Upman.
2: And I, I I definitely think that triple fermentation, you know, I'm I'm definitely getting, you know. A little bit more spice out of this blend than some of the previous uh H. Upman stuff.
1: Yeah, according to the manufacturer, uh, you should get notes of chocolate espresso and sweet spice. And I gotta say, this kind of chocolatiness is definitely better than the new coffee M&Ms. Those are disgusting. I do not recommend.
2: <laughs> coffee M&Ms, is it?
1: That- yes, uh, it's one of the new, like, fucking limited time only flavors of m&m it's called caramel cold brew and it tastes like caramel and like coffee and it's not a great flavor of m&m
2: but what if you snorted a fistful of cocaine and then you know ate your
1: then it might might work out (laughs) your your nasal capacities be nice nice and opened (laughs) so as we alluded to with our set decoration here if you're watching on youtube We're going to talk about a little movie called Cocaine Bear. (laughs) And we have
2: actual cocaine.
1: Or powdered sugar, (laughs) one and the other. (laughs) Whatever. You're going to have to snort it to find out. (laughs) Uh, Or do like the kids, just take a mouthful off a knife, because that's how uh, children think you do cocaine. (laughs) I
2: mean, you know, spoons, fingernails, I mean, you know, anything's good for a little bump. (laughs) little
1: toot uh, oh there! i remember when i was a kid uh, me and my grandparents used to go to like helen and hit these flea markets and shit and i found this little miniature switchblade that was a uh, nail file but it had like a little tiny spoon on the end of it and i was like why does this nail file have a tiny spoon <laughs> my grandfather's like don't worry about that <laughs>
2: it's for tiny bowls of soup
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> Not until i was much older my Oh, I bought a cocaine spoon at the flea market.
2: <laughs> it's like the uh, the little roses, you know, that they conveniently sold in the uh, the glass tube at every convenience store <laughs> yeah. ever. Like,
1: why does this look like a crack pipe? No, no, it's a vase. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have to take on your own cocaine bear, you should call in Strikeforce. Strikeforceenergy dot com. Use your promo code Cigar Nerds for twenty percent off your order. Uh, give you enough uh, caffeine to. Uh, you know, if you can't get the the cocaine, um, you know at least caffeine will get you get you going through the woods. <laughs> but if you have to jump out of an airplane, it comes in tiny little tin pouches that'll uh, <laughs> stow better.
2: Caffeine and cocaine. I feel like we could make a race car movie.
1: <laughs> Fast and the Furious Thirty Seven, Cocaine Drivers. <laughs>
2: I mean, it makes sense. It'd work.
1: <laughs> well, we're gonna snort a line and we'll be right back with the main show.
0: No, 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 no don't eat that. Don't eat that. Did I get the coke? The bear ate
1: most of it. What? The bear. It fucking did cocaine. A bear did cocaine. Let's see what kind of effect that has on it. Oh, wait, oh, winner the snow in the summer, <laughs> the
0: high falling from the sky, are you the hunted or the hunter? I got Tennessee numbers, I see Tennessee key numbers, what the, the dope boys go crazy, like they know I get it out the jungle, I ain't never been a runner, we ain't never had to wonder, you heard the pilot lost the load, we call that dumb and dumber, it's no storm without thunder, the bear crawls up and under cocaine overload so cute. the only fuel was hunger
1: high baby high and baby get baby and don't ever come down yeah hey welcome back to the main show here uh, got a little sniffles <laughs> yeah, I
2: can't quite get this you know pixie stick uh <laughs> to go down right
1: <laughs> oh. so yeah we're this is one of those that when they announced it, we were like, is this a real project or is this just a, uh, a joke uh, thing that we've <laughs> come across? Like, no, no, we're making a movie called Cocaine Bear. <laughs> and it's not like one of the sci-fi channel originals like, you know, Sharknado, Lava Lanchelo, Oct- whatever, I mean Sharktopus. In, in some ways it is,
2: but at the same time, like, I was... I don't know, this film pleasantly surprised me. One, it was very comedic, it didn't take itself too seriously, and, like, this is one of the few films in a long time that, like, the entire theater is erupting in laughter and stuff. Like, yeah. this was just a overall fun comedy, and you don't get those anymore.
1: Yeah, we are talking, like, you know, Ockham, that, there's not been that many comedies like released anymore because everything so has to be so politically correct and don't that no one wants to offend anyone. So like balls out just fucked up comedies. Like we've not had a good one in a while. I mean, I think like the American Pie series or uh Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. That's about the, like the last big comedies that I that I can think of. I mean, there's still like comedic shit on TV and like YouTube and whatnot. But yeah, as far as like big budget comedy movies, it's like, we don't get a whole lot of, a lot of that recently. And this one was, I mean, for something as silly as a title, it had a $30 million budget and has already made 52 million. And it's still like in, <laughs> in the theaters, like still making money. So it's I like, mean,
2: you went and saw Ant-Man and I'm seeing people like literally like, no, definitely go see cocaine bear over Ant-Man. And like in a million years, like I'm telling people that, you know, just have written the movie off and I'm like, no, don't, don't, don't write it off. You know, there's, there's something, you know, to be had with this film, you know, and I, if you're just looking for funny, gory, you know,
1: that's the thing. I mean, we have, I mean, hell, there's a new scream coming out soon, but we've had, horror comedies, but I think this is like the, uh, closest thing, like to a true horror comedy, because they went balls out on both. Like when it's funny, it's fucking hilarious. And then when it's time for people to die, they don't shy away. I mean, it's like bloody gory, like some serious shit when you're like, so you're like watching, you're like, ah, ha ha. ha then you're like, Oh Fuck, that's fucked up. And I mean, I can, you know, there <laughs> I mean, was switches even... gears back and forth like A couple so well. of jump
2: scares that, you know, I, I noticed, you know, got quite a few people, which was, you know, kind of nice, because you don't really, you know, expect there to be a whole lot of suspense and a whole lot of jump, but, you know, there's there's a few scenes that, you know, I'm like, ha, there's the horror element, that's funny.
1: Yeah, when they call something horror comedy, a lot of the time it's... Silly. I mean, it's, it's a lot more comedic than an, than there is horror. I mean, uh, even that uh, whatever day shift movie we watch, much funnier than it was, like, horrific. But, like, this, when it got time for, like, let's do some scary shit, you're like, oh, fuck, this is bloody. Dude's getting, like, just parts ripped open. Yeah, and that's Beth's kind of the weird thing else. for me.
2: Like, I don't really necessarily consider, like, gore, you know, to be horror, in my opinion. Like, you know. The horror element comes from, you know, either the suspense or the unexpected or just, you know, keeping you more on More the... psychological. Uh... Exactly, like, hmm, maybe I'm a demon. Maybe I'm not. I don't know now. And
1: we've definitely gotten a lot more of that style of horror lately, of the more psychological, maybe even paranormal, than we've had, like, the old school slasher or uh, monster movies where this it's like jaws on land
2: (laughs) i mean you can't make slasher films anymore because then you know people be like oh this was set in high school i have to recreate this and uh you know become tiktok famous
1: speaking of which i I did see that uh the third of the new halloween movies is on amazon now i may have to watch that soon just to see how horrible it is
2: Is that Halloween Ends?
1: Yes. it's. I, I was watching something the other day, and there was an ad for it on Amazon, so it's now on on Prime. Because I was like, after the second one, I was like, I'm not paying for that third one. Now that I can see it with my included subscription, I'm I'm going to have to see if it is as bad as I've heard it is.
2: Now I don't know if I've seen it or not.
1: We, we did you an know, episode I, on the first and the second yeah. one, and the second one was so bad well, neither one of I, us wanted to pay to go see the third I, one. I, I signed up for a... because <laughs> I think either
2: peacock or you know shutter or one of those services had halloween ends for you know like two weeks and you know somehow i signed up for something like <laughs> to watch that movie and then forgot to cancel the damn thing you know because occasionally i'll see like a peacock or a shutter
1: i'm like damn it how do i cancel oh i can't do that through the app damn it yeah because you know that movie's got to be bad for like yeah we're not we we did an episode in the first movie and the second movie, and when it got to the third movie, we're like, now nah, we've talked about this movie series enough.
2: <laughs> I don't I don't even remember it though. I mean that's not saying much. I mean we've done a lot of cocaine now. <laughs> By cocaine I mean you know confectioner sugar. Is this even sugar? I'm kind of feeling like this is oh boy.
1: Oh, you, See you've done, n- tipped n- over n- the bear. Now, now, the, bear now, is now rip the bears your face you know because it doesn't have its own face.
2: <laughs> Damn it, cocaine bear, cooperate. You're getting powder on you. Uh, you. You didn't even put it in a uh, sealed ziplock bag. I love I it.
1: Didn't, I didn't have any regular ziplock bags.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, oh boy! <laughs> you should definitely subscribe on YouTube. To so, if you want the, the real
2: it. story of a uh, cocaine bear, that was it. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, bear found cocaine in the woods, ate it. Unfortunately, bear OD'd and uh, died.
1: Yeah, it only it was only a. a, a it did not uh, terrorize a, a small Appalachian town. Like in, in said movie, but the I do like like the opening segment of the guy like crashing the 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 guy crashing into somebody's yard because his parachute didn't open. Strapped. I up mean that cocaine. was real. That was real, and they start the movie with the actual news footage before it fades into the the actors in in the movie. So it's but like it wasn't the like so I think part of. You know, the
2: mystery and everything else of this It was, wasn't the guy's yard, you know, failed to deploy, he splats on the ground, and then the guy, you know, is, like, calling in, but he has dementia or something, so people are like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> like, you know, your story
1: doesn't add up, it doesn't make sense, and... You know, when you find just, like, a par- guy dropped out of the sky, and he had a bunch of cocaine on him. And you know, that was the original story. Uh, somebody was smuggling cocaine, had some uh, plane issues, and just dumped his load over the, like, Chattahoochee National Forest and then jumped out of the plane. Well, his chute didn't open because, well, he was probably high on cocaine. You know, in the movie, he smacks his head on uh, when he jumps out of the plane, so he's, like, knocked out and doesn't uh, pull his chute. So, yeah, they find this guy, and he landed in somebody's front yard with cocaine on him, and then... See, I thought the original, there were two people. I don't know. I think it was just the one. But then hunters later found this dead bear, like, a few weeks later. That they Once they kind of cut it open and autopsied, this bear found it had eaten, like, $14 million worth of cocaine. (laughs) And they're like, this whole movie's like, if that bear had survived. Like, when he ate all that cocaine, it became an apex predator for about 30 seconds before it died. (laughs) This is what would have happened if it didn't die. (laughs) but
2: we got a lot more than 30 seconds but at the same time i like how the movie did it because it didn't just show him like gorging himself on you know kilos i mean it, I, I, he kind of was i mean he was legit eating bricks of coke at a time but
1: at one point he just snorts a line you know, off a dude's he was, leg <laughs> he was
2: definitely pacing you know himself uh you know
1: and the CGI is, like, not bad. It was, like, this bear looked I mean, that's fairly th- real. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I don't know how much they used, like, a real bear for and how much was, like, CGI, but it it looked, it didn't look fake for the most part. <laughs> I mean, that might have been a couple of scenes where it's, like, all right, that's fucked up. But, yeah. But at the same time, I didn't care enough to try to no, pick it, it apart. because it, it was just a fun freaking movie. And the, uh, if you want to see the real cocaine bear, because... Google the you know actual cocaine bear because its backstory is, is pretty interesting where they taxidermied the bear and it ended up on display at like some, uh, museum, like a uh, museum visitor center at the park. And then eventually got put into storage where it was lost and end up like, I think like Waylon Jennings owned it for a while and now the bear is on display in a mall in Kentucky. So if you're in the Kentucky area, you can st- go see the actual cocaine bear that they've named Pablo Escobar. <laughs> As- so next time we need to go back up to Ohio to uh, Steampunk Symposium, we can stop off on the way and visit Cocaine Bear.
2: <sighs> but at, at the same time, like, you know, like I was talking to some people from work that, you know, don't really know that area of the country all that well. And I'm like, man, you, you got to think like how remote some of these places are and everything else. I mean, you know, that's the heart of moonshine company, you know?
1: Yeah. Even like I said, yeah, but north that Southern Tennessee, Northern Georgia area, yeah, that, that Chattahoochee national forest is freaking huge. I mean, you can, I mean, hell just here locally, we got Dawson forest and they, there was like a rumor about a plane going down recently. So they were like, having to fly drones and stuff to try to find this crash site. And my wife's like, how hard is it f- to find a plane in the woods? I'm like, Dawson forest is like 10,000 acres. And like, there's a reason why they had to get, like get drones and everything else to see if they could find this thing. I'm like, and freaking Chattahoochee national forest is way bigger than our, you know, 10,000 acre <laughs> Dawson forest. So shit could definitely get lost up there.
2: I, I definitely understand. But, oh yeah, my. I was like, you know, now in the age of, you know, GPS trackers and stuff, you know, you, you just tag your drop point, and yeah, this was unless the you just get really, really, really unlucky, like, <laughs> chances are, you know, nobody's going to be none the
1: wiser. Yeah, hell, if they do their drop and have, like, a freaking GPS locator on the crates, you know, and just like, all right, just pull up my phone app and find my cocaine. But, yeah, in the 80s, didn't have that... <laughs> technology and i got a shout out to whoever edits the wikipedia because this line i just read cracked me up uh under the plot uh there is a uh uh environmentalist that's there inspecting the park named peter apparently and peter gets eaten by the bear but the way it's described is the bear attracted to a cocaine coated peter <laughs> <laughs> And props to whoever wrote that line, because that's pretty fucking funny.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know, just just some of the overtop, you know, nature of this bear, just <laughs> like and 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 actually, like even if you remove the bear, sort of out of the like the story itself progresses. Like that was one of the things that kind of shocked me. Is like. There was an actual storyline, and you actually almost gave a shit about people.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you've got, uh, well, it starts and off And even with... features
2: a plot twist!
1: <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, Basis uh, starts off with uh, a mom and her, her child uh, who, a uh, kid wants to, is a wannabe artist and wants to go paint a waterfall in the park, so her and her buddy skip school and runs away to the park to uh to paint the waterfalls and finds a cocaine.
2: And <laughs> like TLC said, don't go chasing waterfalls and you won't encounter a
1: cocaine bear. <laughs> and they're like the, the first ones to find cocaine. And he's like, the one kid's trying to be all cool. He's like, oh, that's, that's definitely cocaine. She's <laughs> like, I do it all the time. Yeah, yeah I do it with my friends. They're so trying to impress the girl. She's like, he's like, all right, well, I'll do some cocaine. How do you do it? And he's like, uh... I think you just eat it. (laughs) So she just takes like a freaking knife full and like eats it. And he's like, oh, this tastes like shit. And he's like, rookie? she's like, well, then you take some. (laughs) And they're like, just eat the cocaine. (laughs) How do you get high like this? This tastes like shit. Uh, I don't think the other way is much better.
2: Unless you got a stripper ass. That's (laughs) that's the only way.
1: You got to boof it. Whoa. That's when you. Someone like takes a straw and blows cocaine up your butthole.
2: <laughs> uh what happens if you blow a little bit back through uh the straw at them?
1: <laughs> the brown cocaine. <laughs> is, is that a reverse boof? <laughs> we now call that the oof. <laughs> Fart, there's just a cloud. <laughs> oh god. <laughs>
2: oh what stinks? Damn! Now I feel funny, <laughs> and I got pink eye. <laughs> Damn! Uh, uh, hey, at least you don't have to worry
1: about E. coli that way. I don't <laughs> think I don't. I don't know. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, this or fortunately, because like I said, it was at first I was like, "It's Ray Liotta's last movie," and as great an actor as Ray Liotta is, I'm like, man, his final film is Cocaine Bear. How sad is that? And then I watched Cocaine Bear. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> Ray Liotta could have been, should have been proud of his final performance. He plays Sid, kind of the. I mean, that's the thing. it's like, I kind of feel like everybody is legit acting in this, like yeah. trying
2: to make it a good movie. Like, it isn't just one of those low budget, like yeah, directed well, by
1: Elizabeth Banks. I mean, you've got. Uh, Carry Russell playing the mom. You've got, uh, O'Shea Jackson, uh, ice Cube's son. Who's been in a bunch of stuff recently playing, uh, the two, uh, was it David and, uh, and, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but the, the two, uh, gangsters that, uh, Sid sends down to Georgia to try to recover his cocaine before the Colombians get pissed off. They lost a plane load of cocaine. <laughs> yeah. as David. It's like David, but with an extra E and no I. And, uh, his partner, Eddie, who is Sid's son, who just super depressed because his wife just passed away. So he's like, you know, all depressed. He's like, come on, man, we gotta go find some cocaine. We'll cheer you up. <laughs> then we run into cocaine bear. <laughs> and the, the dirt bag, uh, kids that are like the local gang that's, uh, hanging out in the woods, uh, harassing tourists and <laughs> tries to beat up, uh. David in the park bathroom and he kicks the shit out of him.
2: <laughs> yeah. That was methed up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, and then you also uh, meet the park ranger, um, uh, Ranger Liz, played by Margot Martindale. She's funny as shit, too. Uh, I mean, it's <laughs> it starts off where she's like, Cleaning up the office, putting on makeup and shit, trying to, cause she's like, I'm going to try to hook up with this, uh, animal expert that's coming to, uh, do an inspection of the park's animal life. And I love it. Like (laughs) dude comes in and she's got like a stuffed beaver on the shelf and he's like, you got a little dust on your beaver ranger. She's like, well, I'm working on that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there were just some great, great one liners to take away from this.
1: Yeah, but the two kids, before we even get the reveal of, of the bear just being dumbasses in the woods. Yeah. I mean, <laughs>
2: dude, that was us back in the, <laughs>
1: when we were kids, right? Like,
2: I mean, fuck, you were told to, I mean, we've said it time and time again, you go outside, you
1: play, you come back when it's dark. Yeah, no cell phones, none of that shit. Like, yeah, we we could have definitely, like, skipped school and gone and wandered the woods in the 80s, like. Well, I was like six in 1985, so that would probably been a bad idea, but teenagers in the 80s, you could go do shit without uh, parental supervision.
2: I mean, at the same time, though, you know, I mean, the school might call, and they're going to leave a fucking, you know, message on your parents' answering machine. <laughs> yeah, so, they are not gonna get that know, on like, their cell
1: phone. Like, you know, you just had to make sure you beat, you know... Yeah, they're not going to do your miss until you get home. <laughs> you just got to make sure you get home before uh, they get off work, and just delete that shit <laughs> kids today that that goes straight to your mom's cell phone at work and you know you're busted before uh <laughs> before you even get to where you're going I mean I used to walk like three miles to a Walmart just to play Mortal Kombat because they still had an arcade at Walmart nobody gave a shit They're like get home when the lights go up fuck I think I hitchhiked a ride home one night because I didn't <laughs> want to walk the walk back ah oh, the good old days I'm surprised we lived this long <laughs>
2: I mean, I don't, I, you know, I think it all depends on, you know, the areas that you grew up in and everything. I mean. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that in like Chicago or something or downtown Atlanta. Why not? Do it all the time. Love it. Yeah. I mean, dude, we literally have rideshare apps where it's like, call up a complete stranger.
1: Yeah, it used to be like, don't. Don't talk to strangers. Don't take rides from strangers. Now it's like, use your phone to summon a stranger to take a ride with. (laughs) It's fine. Everything will
2: be fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, And then you got uh, uh, the detective who's uh, (laughs) coming to town to uh, try to... He's like... I'm sure that that cocaine probably landed in Georgia. Or, yeah, he gets a tip that, because uh, somebody overhears uh, the guys talking about recovering it, so he comes down to Georgia to try to try to find them in the process of picking up their cocaine so he can finally bust Sid. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You know, when you're
2: brewing moonshine and whatnot, like, you know, that sweet corn smell drifts for quite a ways, depending on which direction the wind's blowing and everything. Like... Well cocaine, as long as your bags don't bust, like You just gotta keep the wildlife away. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Cokie. Only you can prevent cocaine bears.
1: <laughs> yeah, so when uh mom and uh goes to the park to find her kids and teams up with the the ranger and uh Peter, the animal expert and Mom's a complete cock block, by the way. Uh, yeah. Ranger trying to get some, and she's like, no. Nah. And, yeah, you know, the, the the pink 80s tracksuit, too. Like, yeah. Props on wardrobe for this movie.
2: <laughs> I mean, anytime you were... Well, I mean, I practically wore, you know... I can remember tracksuits, practically wearing those all throughout elementary school.
1: I remember, uh... Was it body glove that had the, uh... The, um... Thermal reacting shirt, so it changed color depending on like heat. <laughs> I don't know if I remember that or not. Oh, yeah. I just remember like because like those body gloves always had like that big handprint on their shirts, and we just used to run up to people and go body glove and like slap them on their freaking uh, the handprint on their shirt.
2: <laughs> Damn, y'all were assholes. We were bored. Somebody slapped me in the face. I'd. You know, are on the chest. I hit him in the face.
1: (laughs) Be like, are you really vaping when you got a cigar there? I'm
2: I'm doing both simultaneously. (laughs) Realistically, I'm really thirsty, so I'm tricking my brain into being like, this is moisture. You love it. (laughs) Like that was supposed to be my plan before we actually showed up here. Was I was gonna go and get some form of hydration? (laughs) Needless to say, I did not.
1: You no, know, could have got you glass of water or something before we started. <laughs> it's way too much effort.
2: <laughs> Joe, you're lucky we even got
1: set up today. Okay. True enough, we're actually recording on on time. Oh, but uh, yeah, when when they first encountered the bear, like the one kid is like up a tree, and like, what are you doing? There's a bear. It's on cocaine. I'm like what? There's a bear. It, it got in some cocaine and went bad. It chased uh, what's her name, Dee Dee, off into the woods, and like the uh, fucking ranger is like, it's like, well, why are you up a tree? Bears can't climb trees. They're like, yes, they can. What? <laughs> and then the bear sh- uh, like actually shows up and fucking animal expert runs up the tree and he's like, if bears can't climb trees, why, in- why are you up into the tree? And he's like, oh fuck. <laughs> and like the bear starts climbing up after the kid, but then the the ranger guy or not the the animal expert guy, like when he fell, he fell into like a pile of like cocaine that had been ripped up by the bear. So he's just like, looks like a fucking powdered donut of this tree. And the bear goes like halfway up the tree to the kid and then like catches a whiff. He's like, Ooh, more cocaine, candy, (laughs) and goes, eats his ass. And that's when it's like the first time you're like, Oh shit, they're going hard on the horror because he's like ripping this dude apart in the tree and like body parts and blood is just pouring out of the tree. You're like, Oh shit, this is way harder than I expected. They were going to go. And then he gets down and like, there's, still cocaine on the dude's body, and he just, like, rips a rail off this guy's calf. I'm like, oh, sh- that's fucking funny as shit.
2: Yeah. You got a defective ashtray. No wonder this thing's an
1: antique. I don't think it was designed for, uh... Here, do you need another ashtray? No, I'm good. Oh... <laughs> fucking uh, the ranger man you got a fucking sideways light on that thing man you need to touch that up <laughs> hey
2: I'm working on a canoe so I can get away from the cocaine bear
1: <laughs> Oh, but when the ra- ranger runs back to the station I'm gonna go get some help Call call an ambulance gets back to the station and the fucking kids have like broken in there and they're like they're all beat up. So she's like, did it get you too? And they're talking about the guy that kicked the shit out of him in the bathroom. They're like, yeah, that fucker beat the hell out of us. So she's like, thinks they're talking about the bear and they think she's talking about the, the guy. It's freaking, hears something scratching at the door. And she pulls out her gun. It's like, all right, when I say open the door, open the door, freaking he opens the door and he, she ends up accidentally blowing his head off <laughs> right into the bear's face. And the bear's just like covered in blood. Like the fuck? oh well fuck it <laughs> attacks uh, it's like Jaws if
2: Jaws was a bear
1: <laughs> oh, but when the uh, emergency crew shows up and then there's like fucking body parts everywhere the damn ranger is like all fucked up but she's like she's been bit in the shoulder and she can that where like the one lady's trying to like take her pulse with the and she's trying to like say and she's, like, bear, 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 and finally she's just like grabs the, the uh, teth- stethoscope and is like bear <laughs> too late <laughs> and that's when it like busts out of the closet and starts trying to eat the EMS guys and that fucking chase scene with them in the ambulance Dude, and that- bear just like "I <laughs> was so need to go faster <laughs> over the top like <gasps> uh, it
2: reminded me so much of Twister like
1: <laughs> we need to go faster much faster <laughs> like... Bear's got its second dose of cocaine. He's like, "I'm just freaking speed runs that shit," and that death scene too is like probably one of the most brutal. When it gets into the ambulance and knocks the ranger out, but the ranger's like strapped down to a, a gurney. So when she flies out the back door, she lands like face down and just like skids to a halt on the pavement. And you're like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> yeah, just the road rash. I'm like, "Oh," I was like, "That was one where I was like, we're all like laughing," and all of a sudden I'm like. Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, of course, like, the ambulance crew hits a tree and, <laughs> and and dies.
2: Well, I mean, you know, it's apparent nobody watched Zombieland, you know. Because <laughs> rule number one was cardio. And
1: I think it was either number two or number three was seatbelts. <laughs> yeah. Definitely wear your seatbelts in a bear attack or a zombie apocalypse. Oh. And then you get... uh yeah, they, they take one of the, the two gangsters take one of the kids. Cause he's like, show me where you found this cocaine. And he's like, oh, we stashed it in a, a gazebo. And they're like, what the fuck's a gazebo? <laughs> it's like a picnic area. <laughs> but when they, they finally find it and the cop had got there first and he's like on the roof and like got the drop on him and he's like, all right, y'all, you put your hands up. I'm going to come down. And he's like, Oh fuck. How the fuck do I climb down from this thing? <laughs>
2: I mean, at the same time, like if you got up, you can get down, like. But just that well, whole ladder... matter of
1: getting down while someone's like got a yeah, you know, it's got a gun on you. It's like, well, if I put my gun away to climb down, they're gonna pull their guns back out and shoot me. <laughs> so we're kind of in a, in you a just stalemate here.
2: Jump, tuck, and roll. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah, you got to pull that some of that John Wick shit. Just you roll know? when you hit the ground. Come up shooting. That's how I would do it. <laughs>
2: That's gonna be us awesome in the summertime I see us on the roof of the shed like all right, tack rack and roll <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but of course the bear comes up and by this time it's coming off the cocaine and just passes out on top of uh uh, uh Eddie <laughs> just... and, and I mean at least we learn you know the the bear's gender <laughs> yes, Because, but... like the uh David's like all right let's can we call a truce? I won't shoot you. You don't shoot me. And let me check and see if my friend's still alive. And they go over there like poking the bear. And he's like, are you okay? Yeah. He's like, well, can one of y'all get him off it? He's like, it's a her. Well, how do you know it's a her? Because her fucking vagina is laying on my ear. <laughs> but I don't feel like that was the case at all. I don't know. Yeah, because his head would have been around the chest area. So that, that whole statement does not make anatomically uh sense. <laughs> uh, it's like I got a nipple in my eye.
2: That I could understand.
1: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but of course, you know, they op- open up some cocaine and it wakes the bear back up. <laughs> and the cop's like, here, let's distract it. We'll throw it a kilo. And he's like, wait a minute. Let's see uh let's see what this does to the bear. <laughs> he fucking just eats that whole whole bag and just like fucking uh
2: Yeah, now's not the time to be, you know, Trying to do a scientific experiment, <laughs> like dude, you're supposed to be a detective, like <laughs> not a scientist. I would, I would, you know, stick to doing detective esque things.
1: Uh, and then the twist: his uh, partner shows up, and she's on the take, one of Sid's crew. And that's the one I didn't expect too, because they're like they're all still kind of negotiating their way. Yeah, you know, they get the bear to run off chasing the cocaine. And then all of a sudden Homeboy gets shot out of nowhere because Sid decided his boys were too stupid to to uh, <laughs> find the cocaine and he come down himself with a freaking hunting rifle and just fucking kills the cop on the on the roof, we're like, Oh shit, that didn't expect that one. This is like turning into a gangster movie. <laughs> For being bad guys, the other two guys weren't that bad. <laughs> the, yeah. the underlings no, like they, they it, showed genuine concern for people, and you know he was really trying like, to help out his his buddy get through his like. like uh, they're
2: they're they're legitimate, like just in it for the money, you know. Like the other guy, on the other hand, he doesn't care women, <laughs>
1: kids, whatever, you know. And you get the side plot of somebody take care of my dog because I I ordered a dog off the and it turned out to be a little foo foo dog and. <laughs> now I'm kind of liking the dog, so if, I'm, if I'm my last, somebody take care of my dog if I die.
2: <laughs> ah, such, what was, what
1: was that dog's name? Like,
2: Princess or Fifi? Like, or,
1: Fifi, I think, yeah, I think Fifi was.
2: <laughs> Fufu? Fifi was very Fufu? I don't, I don't,
1: I don't know, you know. Oh yeah, by the way, it's the Kentucky Fun Mall in Lexington, Kentucky is where, uh, you know, the, the. A place like Fun beer.
2: Mall we have to go. <laughs>
1: So yeah, mom uh, trying to recover her daughter is uh, finding her leave, leaving a, a trail uh, of uh, art supplies through the woods. And I like the kid too. Is like the the boy's like, "Hey, uh, uh, Miss Whatever, like, uh, what is, what kind of effects will cocaine have if 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 you only did a little?" <laughs> he's like, "Oh, like it'll it could like really mess you up, man." He's like, he's like I'm a nurse," <laughs> and he starts telling him like cocaine horror stories just to. Try to scare him straight. <laughs> what if I only did a little cocaine? Will that have uh, long-term effects? <laughs> yes.
2: Yes, it will. <laughs> It'll like, I always, big... you know, just had flashbacks to, you know, that commercial, that, this is your brain on drugs. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is your bear.
1: This is your bear on drugs. <laughs> oh. So, of all the places to hide, the co- the child hides in a cave in the woods bears live in caves it's probably not the smartest location to hide from a bear do you think she was hiding in the cave or do you think
2: that kind of instinctually i mean maybe bear mistaken it for a cub because she was there with said cubs like and obviously didn't try to you know attack her in the den or anything for being around
1: the cubs Or maybe the bear was just off chasing other people at the time, uh, looking for more cocaine and hadn't gone home yet. But I like it. She finds like they find her and, uh, she, they hear a noise. Cause of course this is the bear's cave and go on back in the cave. And there's like two little cubs, like in a ba- in one of the duffel bags full of cocaine, just come out all like freaking powdered up <laughs> look like polar bears. <laughs> Too bad. Coke did it first. <laughs> Uh, that was one of the memes I saw. It was the Coca-Cola polar bear and it looked all depressed. It's like when you found out the other Coke bear got a movie before you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but she's like, nah, they're okay. They're not going to hurt us. They're just, they just like the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but of course, cocaine bear comes home and they finally make it to the waterfall. They you know, find the back door to the cave and it's on a cliff under the waterfall. But unfortunately, the gangsters find their way there, too. This is where kind of we get our other
2: plot twist. (laughs) Like, this whole time, you're like, damn, I kind of want the kids to win. Like, (laughs) and homeboy with his hunting rifle, you know, gets to drop on one of the cubs. And you're like, oh, shit,
1: they're not about to kill a cub. Oh, yeah, he's like, kicks the shit out of the cubs and mama bear shows up and he ends up like you know butt stroking her and she falls off the off the the cliff and land you know lands farther down the cliff and that's when like the two like David and uh Eddie like kind of have the change you know at first like the the corrupt cops like this is nah, this is like too much we've killed somebody we're chasing I mean, it's like DMX said you know you don't involve women and kids she's like, I'm, I'm done with this and tries to walk away. And he pulls the gun on her and the other two guys like step in front of him. Like, nah, dude, we're not doing this. And he's like, y'all are getting fucking soft. I'm like, come on, let's get the damn cocaine. And they're like, no, we're out of here too. And like, you don't understand. Like I owe the Colombians a shitload of money because of this. So if we don't recover the cocaine, they're going to come after me and my family, which includes you and your son. So you have to do this. And then when they find out, you know, there's like mom and kids up there and they're like, no, nah, we, we're le- legit done. Like we're not, we're not killing kids over fucking Colombian. We'll, you know, deal from, deal with the Colombians and shit. I'm not fucking with a bear or kids or cubs. Like, nah, we're done. And he tries to shoot the cubs and the bear and ends up hitting him in the neck. And they all kind of just jump off the waterfall and then fucking Ray Leota He gets it hard. <laughs> Cause of course, as he's trying to climb up to get like a bag of cocaine that's hanging off the cliff, one of the bundles falls out and busts open and the, the cocaine just like falls down on the bear and it's like, ah, second wind <laughs> wakes her back up. <clears throat> it's Christmas time. <laughs> it's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and she fucking comes up and him just gut rips him and then like the cubs start like pulling his intestines out and shit and it's like, yeah, he got the the death he deserved at that point <laughs> and you're just like yeah eat that motherfucker <laughs>
2: the only thing i thought that was missed was that that would have been a great you know lady in the tramp moment with you know a piece <laughs> of
1: intestine <laughs> them, them fighting over a piece of intestine like fucking playing tug of war oh <laughs> and of course he accidentally shoots his son in the neck when he's like trying to shoot the bear and but luckily uh, mom's a mom's a nurse and Saves the saves the gangsters, (laughs) put a thumb in it or like you know uh, (laughs) Kentucky ballistics. I don't
2: I don't think it's gonna be pleasant, but at least that way you're not you know just choking on blood nonstop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, homeboy had a (laughs) fucking O'Shea Jackson uh, David. He's all like. Fancy dressed for, uh, for being, you know, he's like, I got the, got the sweet, uh, Jordans or whatever and my gold chain and like, man, I got blood all over my shit now, man. <laughs> I done stepped in bear shit.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I thought that was, you know, one of the highlights, like, you know, the kids in the bathroom shit. And he's like, it's my favorite Jersey. And I, <laughs> but I can remember like, you know, I, I'd bring, you know, my friends up from midtown or whatever, you know? And we'd go out into the woods and, you know, they're not dressed for the occasion. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, the fuck did you expect to get in? And then I'm like, you would have had no clue because, you know,
1: you live in a concrete jungle. Our jungle actually has trees. <laughs> yeah, I think they were supposed to be from like Missouri or something. You know, they were like, you know, like, you know, big city uh, <laughs> drug dealers. Speaking of fucking random jump scares, like when. He goes to meet with Sid, and Eddie's, like, left his kid with, like, Grandpa Gangster. The kid's hiding in the ball pit. <laughs> when he's walking, he just jumps out of the ball pit and slaps the glass and scares the shit out of him. <laughs> I was like, alright, didn't expect a jump scare in a, in a fucking uh, kid's arcade. <laughs> but that's kind of awesome, though. Like,
2: you know, it, it's it's when you least expect it. Like, you know, that's what made this film great, was... You know, it's not like, oh, shit, you know, the the bear's on the prowl, blah, 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 and that's... No. Like, you're gonna feel safe, you're gonna feel comfortable because you're at a fucking kitty arcade, and it's like, ha, I'm gonna catch you off guard, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> or when they're at the ranger uh, cabin, and the EMS guy, like, just opens the door to, like, the storage closet, and the friggin' light just hits the bear, and its face is, like, covered in, like, blood and bits from that dude who got his head blown off. And it's like... Oh, fuck. Bear. <laughs> and he gets squished under the door for a minute. <laughs> yeah.
2: oh. That scene was just absolutely di- ridiculous, though. Just the... <laughs> Alright, so a bear on cocaine, you know, has the average speed of a fucking cheetah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it can outrun a Ford van and climb inside. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess that's somebody's fault though, cause you know,
2: if you got an ambulance, close the door.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think that would kind of be like, <clears throat> yeah, because Homeboy had to jump in on the run because they were straight leaving his ass. But yeah, he probably should have shut the door at that point. <laughs> the fucking Rangers, try- I thought the Rangers were gonna accidentally shoot him again because she's like trying to shoot the bear as it's chasing him, and that lady needs a little more practice, cause yeah, she was couldn't shoot shit. <laughs>
2: All right, they didn't have all those fancy optics and, you know, <laughs> things, okay? Ammo and, you know, weapons weren't designed the way they are today. That's what happens when you defund the police. There's no money for training. <laughs> I mean, technically, as a park ranger, I don't even think you're law enforcement at that point.
1: It depends, because some park rangers are DNR. Those They are actually... Yeah, they have arresting power. They, yeah, they have... But then there's park rangers that are just basically, like, you know guides and security people they don't don't have (laughs) have hey I just
2: patrol and you know make sure you got on your life preserver and you know like I remember like when I was a kid like they all had like essentially baseball cards with their name and you know ID and stuff and like if you ran into 10 different ones like they gave (laughs) you like a fucking token for a Dairy Queen ice cream or something you know like you, you would have to answer some kind of, you know, safety or wildlife question like, How do you prevent a forest fire?
1: <laughs> fucking that's that's the new the new <laughs> Smokey the Bear, but he's on cocaine. You kid started a fire, I'm gonna fucking eat you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow Cokie. Only you
1: can prevent forest fires. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you get the the one kid that they had uh, used to uh, the l- teenager. <laughs> you see, like post credits, you see him like walking out of the wood, like hitchhiked because he was like, you know, there, you know, he actually starts talking to him, and he's like, "Yeah, man, my dream is to to move to to New York and and make it big." And You see him like hitchhiking to New York at the end, and he's he managed to get one of the bags of cocaine, <laughs> and some farmer picks him up with like a was it sheep or or pigs or whatever in the back. <laughs> and he first he puts his bag in the back and gets in the truck. And he's like, no, no, wait a minute. And gets out and gets the bag back because he's like, I don't want to see what happens when uh you know sheep get on cocaine. <laughs> I mean,
2: a... <laughs> those are very valuable life lessons. Like,
1: and he has like a cowboy hat too. So I'm like sheep. I'm like. I wonder if this like my head cannon is this guy like moved to New York and became the uh, the naked cowboy in Times Square like the guy who just like plays guitar in his underwear because that guy probably does a lot of cocaine. I mean, what do you got to talk about me that way for?
2: <laughs> I mean, it's my house. I do what I want. Okay, <laughs> who are you to judge?
1: Have you never seen that guy? He's like he's like one of the famous like attractions in New York. Is this he's the naked cowboy? He's like just a cowboy with nothing but oh yeah, I think a like. Guitar. like
2: I'm pretty sure like he was doing all kinds of stage tours and everything else at one point. Like,
1: That's my headcanon, is that kid grew up to be the cocaine, the, the Naked Cowboy. Because <laughs> that dude definitely looks like he's on cocaine. I'm Dr. Roxo, the co- the rock and roll clown, and I do cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been a guest uh,
2: appearance. I mean... So let's talk about the, the, the soundtrack to this film. Because it had a pretty good soundtrack, but I kind of felt like there were, you know, a few songs of choice that came to mind that I'm like, I mean, I don't know what the royalties
1: would have cost or, you know, whatever. So that might be the deciding factor. But but I'm, I'm real surprised that we didn't hear Eric Clapton's cocaine at some point in this movie. That <laughs> or, you know, cooked up personality or... <laughs> I mean, yeah, it did have a good, like, 80s rock soundtrack uh because <laughs> if anybody knows about doing cocaine it's 80s rock stars
2: <laughs> i mean that's that is the thing like your your music oftentimes is so influenced i mean you know look at the 60s and 70s you know that time it was you know mainly weed that sort of thing or you know acid you know So you got a lot of, you know, mellow, trippy, you know, shit. The 80s, it was all about the coke and the speed and, you know, everything was upbeat and blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to 2020 and, you know, fucking people can't even speak because they're so zonked out. So all they can do is mumble.
1: Yes, uh, I saw an interview with uh, Ice-T and someone asked him about, like, modern rap. And he's like, well, rap is influenced by the drugs you're doing while you're, like said, so back in the eighties and stuff, we were all like coked up and shit. So it was a lot more like upbeat music. And then like you said, the kind of the pot phase came in and it was more that, you know, Snoop Dogg style rap. He said, but now all the kids are on scissorp and, and heroin or whatever. So it's, so now it's like mumble rap. So it's like you like your the popular drugs of the day kind of influence is how the music is, is, is written.
2: Yeah, man. So we're just gonna get on a mic and just rap like
1: Okay. Uh yeah, my phone was dead yesterday and I was like my charger wasn't working in the car, so I had to listen to like actual radio. And I came across one of like the modern rap stations and I'm like, Oh, this stuff sucks now. <laughs> Bring the nineties <90s> back, son.
2: <laughs> that just means you're old.
1: Yeah. Uh I mean, there are studies in hell. I think Bring
2: back this thing that's 30 years old.
1: God. I mean, yeah, it, it it is a fact that you stop listening to new music at a certain age. And I think that's one of the... I can't remember if it was one of the science articles I chose or, or one that I was when I was looking at stuff. But yeah, there's like... Kind of I scientific haven't evidence yet. about it. But as far as like new music, it's like... If I listen to new stuff, it's kind of of old styles. Like... As far as like new music, it's all still metal. You know, it's like I don't listen to like, like say like uh, fucking Miley Cyrus or whatever like the popular shit kids are listening to. If I'm gonna to listen to new something, it's gonna be of a genre that I liked as a kid, as metal or nerdcore rap. You know, but it's like I rarely I rarely listen to anything that's like whatever's the new popular music of today.
2: You're such a rebel.
1: I mean, all the artists I'll follow are, like, fucking YouTube metal bands and shit. <laughs> it's like, it's like I, I haven't listened to anyone who's, like, you know, actual <laughs> stadium rockers or uh, musicians these days. People I listen to are still dirtbags that play at the Masquerade and shit.
2: <laughs> still Panther's coming to concert soon.
1: Okay, that I need to look up tickets for when I get paid again. Cause They're I, expensive. I've been wanting to see Still Panther. Still Panther
2: is not going to be cheap,
1: but... <gasps> I I missed out the fucking Ice Nine Kills tour. I completely forgot that was going on. and Until you're like, hey, man, I'm going to Ice Nine Kills tonight. I'm like, fuck, I was going to get tickets to that, and I completely <laughs> completely forgot about it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, that that brought back, like... Like, I, I you know, I kind of miss where going to concerts was a theatrical experience. Yeah, where they put and, on, like,
1: a hell of a stage show, too. And,
2: you know, like the last couple of concerts that I've been to, like that's specifically been one of my draws. Like, I just think it's awesome. Like, you know, the set changes, the costume changes all within like this 32nd period. And it's like, Oh shit, that's, that's badass.
1: Yeah. Like seeing Alice Cooper back in the day or something like that, where it was like, I mean, it was a a fucking stage show. It wasn't just a concert, you know? And yeah, but you got it. You kind of got to get one of those big, theater performances to get that stage show, uh, these days. Uh, I mean, like I said, all the bands I listen to are still, I mean, even of...
2: like ice nine kills, you know, they weren't even like their tour was kind of weird. Cause they rotated, you know, every night who, you know, was going to be the closing act. So, you know, you didn't know from one night to the next, you know, who was going to have the longest set, you know, and they, you know, did the middle set, but it was kind of cool, you know, just seeing Spencer, like, you know, one minute, you know, he's got the fucking chainsaw hand dressed up as Ash, you know, the next (laughs) second, you know, you got fucking Pennywise and shit out on stage or he's dressed up as you know, the the head guy from Psycho and shit, like
1: Yeah, I appreciate a band that still puts on a not just a musical show, but like a a show show. A shoe show? In the shoe shed? What? Whoa! Shoe <laughs> show in the she shed. All right, onto something. So if we get a sequel, what do you think we get next? We get? Do we get more cocaine bears? Because the bear and its cubs survive. So we get like one of those movies where it's like, all right, now we have three cocaine bears. Or do we get a different animal? Do we get like cocaine squirrels? Well, uh, I mean, you 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 know, you've sharks. already
2: alluded to it. You know, um, that mess squirrel was in the works and. <laughs> You know, meth squirrel. The the origin of that is basically a guy who was feeding his
1: squirrels uh, meth come... to try to make a attack squirrels to defend his house. <laughs> Which I don't think it would ever ever work. But you know, I mean, I mean, there was an interview with Elizabeth Banks, the director, and someone asked her about a sequel, and she kind of jokingly said, "It's like, well, if we do another sequel, I did read a story about a shark that once ate a bunch of cocaine." <laughs> So maybe we we'll get cocaine shark NATO or whatever. <laughs> I mean, th- that was kind of my thing. Like, I mean, that could when we get Elizabeth,
2: you know, Banks, and you know the producers of Shark NATO, like to do a spinoff where we get, you know, cocaine sharks or Cause something? Because it's
1: plausible. Because now the big smuggling thing is people are smuggling with these like uh, narco subs, trying to like you know sneak into the country with like these homemade uh, subs. So. Cocaine sub goes down and fucking shark eats the cocaine and then we get like coked out jaws. <laughs> I mean It's been a while since we had a good shark movie. <laughs> we had that what is it what, what was that movie with the the alligators in Florida eating people? Oh god. Oh, it was like, like crawl or something or I remember wanting to I ended up watching it at the cigar shop one night and yeah it's like fucking sharks in a hurricane like I'm not sharks a uh, gators in a hurricane town gets flooded and people are getting eaten by these big ass sharks I mean fucking alligators I don't know for some reason I keep wanting to say lake placid and I know that's not it Uh
2: yeah there we go we get meth gators in Florida <laughs> gators eat a bunch of meth I mean, I could absolutely see that working. I mean, you know, if there's not a bigger stereotype
1: than Florida Man, like... They should make a Florida Man horror movie. <laughs> or Florida Man's the hero.
2: Because <laughs> he's the only one batshit enough that you know...
1: He's like, the only way to fight a meth gator is to do more meth. <laughs> he just gets methed up and punches a gator. <laughs>
2: Uh, it's going to result in a lot of broken light bulbs, I'm afraid.
1: <laughs> uh, but of course, David and Eddie take the detective's dog and give it to their, his kid. So the dog lives, the bears live. Just Ray Liotta got eaten.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that was kind of the weird, like, you know, because for so long you're like, oh, you're rooting for the kids. Then you know the bad guys make an appearance, and it's like, oh, now I'm I'm rooting for the bear. And, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like there was actually more depth. I'm like, now you find out bears a mom and got kids of her own. She's not just a cocaine bear. <laughs> <sighs> She's raising her little cocaine cubs. Oh, and you get the uh, <laughs> the first kill we get is the. The weird German tourists, like, hi- hiking through the woods. <laughs> they're like, look, there's a bear. We have such luck in nature. Let's get f- f- photographies. And then <laughs> bear eats homegirl. <laughs> and they, they, when they're looking for the kid, they find uh, Klaus or whatever his name was, uh, who's like the weird guy from Game of Thrones. He's like, he's like, he's like, bear ate my wife. <laughs> <laughs> And he shows him where the cave is, and he's like, "Fuck you all! I'm not, uh, I'm not going in cave." And then he gets eaten outside the cave. But, <laughs> oh, uh, well.
2: I mean, at least him and his wife get to be together
1: in the digestive tract of <laughs> the bear. Yeah, and like the credits of the movie, there's like you know the little text is like, "The cocaine was never found," and you see like the three bears just kind of playing, and like some other tourists like filming it. Oh look, bears! They're so sweet. And they just all kind of look at him like. Why are they looking at us that way? They're like, "Uh oh, <laughs> Cocaine Bear Two, Cocaine Bears."
2: <laughs> kind of feel like it needs to be Cocaine Bear Three since there's three cubs. Are <laughs> the two cubs and the mama?
1: I mean, that would be a, oh. There's plenty of like weird horror movies that just skip a number. It's like the first m- number is like Psycho Three or some shit. Yeah, it's like I totally jump like, like oh. Th- the, the three little bears. That's the dance. <laughs> it's cocaine bear too. is three little bears,
2: <laughs> three little cocaine
1: bears. <laughs> this bag of cocaine was too big. This bag of cocaine is too small. This bag of cocaine is just right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no bag too big or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. At this point, like we've we've given fifty ideas on, you know, if we were acclaimed
1: movie producers, or oh, you got that? Speaking of songs that we didn't hear, we you got that uh, Ed Sheeran "White Line" song? <laughs> I thought you didn't listen to modern music. I don't know. I've never heard that song. I've just seen the title. <laughs> I've watched the video of uh, Miley Cyrus, like you know, dressed up as uh, Beetlejuice, like dry humping the dude on the stage. That's that's all I know about that song. <laughs>
2: It's a whole different white line. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> and as uh, the families leaving the park, <laughs> and the he's like, "I promise, like we'll we'll go on that uh, trip uh, to Nashville or whatever. And when we get back, we'll come paint the waterfall." He's like, "Yeah, as soon as we get out of rehab." <laughs> like, what? Why y'all got a rehab? Because we're we're about that life now, mom. <laughs> We're all coked up. <laughs> and like they're walking by the ambulance and the like the Ranger's body in the street, like, don't don't go near that. I c I kinda wanna go near that now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Timmy. Don't don't look at the dead body. Oh, this is this is this is the type of thing I think it's gonna haunt a man for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh God. It reminds me of our uh our tubing adventure when the kid hit his nuts on a rock.
0: <laughs> oh my balls. <laughs>
2: that occurred in the Appalachia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey.
1: We've seen things. <laughs> That'll haunt a man for the rest of his days. <laughs> so uh what do you think of this here uh, cigar? You know this isn't my favorite.
2: Really? Like I I don't know what it is. Um You know, I, I smoked a lot of the, like, the Banker. And then I think they reinvented the Banker because I had one relatively recently. That or my palate's just changing. But, um, you know, this to me smokes a, a lot more like a Brazilian
1: cigar than it does a Nicaraguan cigar. Well, it does have a Brazilian wrapper. <laughs> you know. But normally... And that's where you get most of your flavor from is is the wrapper. See, I don't get that oftentimes.
2: But, you know, I mean, it.
1: I don't, I don't know. know. Do you I, like I, the, the
2: first, the other AJ better? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah,
1: I mean, this one's good, but it. Like not a lot and, of transition and, to it. It's kind of like one note. Yeah, and
2: and I, and I think that's kind of what. Like the other AJ. Like, first third, second third, final third. Like, it evolved it had you know more complexity where this it's it's been the same smoke you know throughout and it just hasn't quite and it's held my attention and
1: that kind it's kind of had that bitter espresso flavor throughout where I kind of would have liked a little more of that see for spice me I would like said... more spice and
2: less you know espresso yeah i i'm not And big, i think uh... maybe that triple you know fermentation you know, that gives it that espresso characteristic because I'm not a big coffee guy. So, you know, um, it just, you know, uh, I got no other complaints. It's a well-constructed cigar, you know, as long as you light it properly and do what you're supposed to. You know, I got a really good, you know, burn off of it. It just, you know, yeah. I would have liked more transition and a bit more complexity from my palate.
1: Yeah, but if you are like, an espresso person and like that flavor profile, then yeah, this is a, definitely a cigar I, I could recommend for for that if if that's the flavor yeah, profile I mean, you I'm not, uh, you look for in a cigar. You know,
2: I'm I'm not knocking. You know, it's just not the cigar for me. Is all. You know, everybody's got their own taste palates. Everything else like this would be one like oh, you're big into espresso. Great, try this for me. I'm I'm not that guy. Like, you know, and I never look at a a cigar, you know, before we do one of these reviews. Like I always come into it like the first time I'm lighting it up. Now, sometimes like if it's something I've really wanted to try, I'll smoke beforehand and have a little bit of idea, you know, coming yeah, into the a show, it's r- not recording
1: but... week and it's something new and it's like, "All right, I want to try that." And, then, and it's like, "Oh, that yeah, this is a good one. We need to do this one." But most of the time it's like we try to pick ones that we've not tried yet so we get a kind of a blind taste test and like i said we liked the the other uh aj uh yeah the room one-on-one on one, like. uh, no the uh, the up the the first version of the h up oh yeah yeah AJ yeah. was good but yeah this one's just a little bit too much of that it's kind of like bitter espresso uh <laughs> flavoring but it's it's not bad But it's not one that i'm gonna probably go back to but if you're like i said if you're a, a coffee person and a co- this one might be like i said a good cigar to smoke while you're having some coffee. You know, I mean, I might...
2: You know... I haven't ate anything today. I haven't, you know, drank anything today. Like... So, you know, who, who knows? You know, like, I might have one of these cigars next week. Going <laughs> get a whole different uh, and, profile. And have line. a whole different, you know, experience with it. But, you know, just this one, just... You know, left me wanting a little bit more. And, you know, I mean, you, you called me out. You saw me reach for my vape. Typically, <laughs> if I'm smoking a cigar, I don't do that. You know, because uh, the, the cigar has held my attention. Yeah, and... I
1: would definitely have liked a little more of that sweet spice that kind of was at the start of it. But, yeah, it's it's not a bad cigar. It's just not a great cigar for, for my palate or, you know, our palate. But, yeah, give it a try. Yeah, See what you think. Let us know in the comments. Uh, and with that, we'll be right back. Thank you.
0: Okay.
2: Welcome to Earth Station Trek, a show that talks about Star Trek, from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. We cover topics like Star Trek versus reality. Did the Borg get better or worse? Finding the good in bad episodes. Pop culture in Trek. Star Trek pets. Vulcan romance. Religion in Trek. Umox for fun and pleasure.
1: Kirk versus Picard and why Sisko is better. Plus reviews of all the latest episodes. Check us out on your favorite podcast platform or the ESO network. It's time for some science. Yeah, science.
2: I'm ready to get educated.
1: First off, in Terminator News, shape shifting robots uh have now been is now a thing. <laughs> like can we not go further and
2: further into the deep end?
1: <laughs> in fact they have a demonstration video of a tiny shape-shifting robot basically liquefying itself and escaping from a jail cell kind of and then coming back together kind of like t uh, T2.
2: <laughs> so can we can we not have that like hey this AI went off the rails we need you know a way to house it. Oh wait, we can't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. Perfect.
2: And let me guess we're going to like, you know, boil it and you know Beat the shit out of it the way that we've been doing, you know, the Boston Dynamics dog and their actual, you know, fucking AI robot that's magically, like, catching pistols out of the ground and then is on
1: target <laughs> in, like, two seconds. Yeah, it's like, it's. we need to start, uh, start saving up on liquid nitrogen. Isn't that how they, whatever, froze the robot? Yes, a team led by Ching Feng Pan of the Chinese University of Hong Kong has made a robot that can swap states to whatever is needed most. Uh basically this uh robot is made out of uh gallium. And they said basically they needed a metal that had an extremely low melting point where this thing can pretty much uh liquefy at just 85 degrees. And it's ma- magno- magnetoactive. So basically it's like so this gallium can melt and they also have small magnetic particles so basically instead of being controlled by some kind of like radio waves it's controlled by magnetic fields and the magnetic magnetic field can actually cause it to transition from liquid state to a solid state whereas said you know phase shifting materials before have needed an external heat source where like said so this one just basically can react to a magnetic field and change phases uh, you know kind of part of the uh and they got a couple, they got the demonstration of it escaping a uh, a uh, jail cell, but like I said more realistic methods would be kind of like using it for internal surgeries and stuff. Like one of the things they have it is that like you can kind of swallow the robot as a cube and then it in your stomach liquefies and then kind of like grabs on to say something that they wanted to remove and then re-solidifies and kind of heads the west, the rest of the way down your digestive tract. And this
2: thing that went really small just got really big and you explode.
1: <laughs> Other uses that they're demonstrating is basically... And why a cube? Like, of all things I could swallow, a cube would not be like... Well, I mean, that's, that's just for the demo. I mean, they could probably make it pill form. And also another thing is like kind of repairing circuitry uh, inside something without having to open it up. So they have a demonstration of basically... Two of these uh, little metal robots taking a light to a circuit board and then melting on the circuit connectors and basically self-welding this uh, device in place. So instead of having to pull something open... So it's now
2: like a self-solder.
1: Yeah, pretty much. So uh, so yeah, they say it has other applications uh, other than building Terminators, but it still looks way too much like a Terminator.
2: And then every piece of... Chinese manufactured circuitry comes alive and attack your cell phone, like attacks you in the night <laughs> has this AI embedded into it. Like I can, I could see that being a-, a big, you know, red flag. <laughs>
1: well, another news, we've got a 2,500 year old booze that has uh, been brewed up from recipe found in an iron age burial. Um, uh, so basically booze back, in, back
2: then is not booze of
1: today. Like. <laughs> yeah, they say it's kind of a a strong mead. Uh back in 2016, archaeologists uh uncovered a 25-year-old uh cauldron, a bronze cauldron in a in a tomb. Uh, but this also still had remnants of whatever alcohol was originally buried with this person to take into the afterlife. Uh and there was enough of it that they could kind of Roughly figure out what it was made of,
2: like I remember back when we were brewing, and I forgot where we went, but they had like a actual Egyptian beer recipe,
1: yeah, it was at one of the uh I think it was like a symposium up in Ohio where the guy was like recreating old beer recipes, and I'm
2: like, it's so flavorless,
1: <laughs> well, this one basically said consisted mainly of a honey based alcoholic beverage with two plant species uh, represented by pollen remains that they figured out were uh, used as flavorings. Uh, one was called meadow sweet, uh, often found in prehistoric meads and mint. And they say this kind of just tastes like a strong uh, mead with a little bit of a mint flavor. Uh, apparently this beverage was originally called braggot. <laughs> I guess you, you know, drank too much of it and you become a <laughs> Uh Are you bragging right now? <laughs> Milwaukee beer uh uh company lakefront brewery uh was the one that uh helped actually recreate this this ancient recipe uh and yeah so now we know what uh bronze age booze tasted like
2: which it only makes sense that it was you know like a meat because you didn't really have refrigeration or anything then so you know it was all about how do I get this thing to ferment and, you know...
1: <laughs> and not have to store it cold. Yeah. Uh, there was no lager. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there was distil- distillery in the Bronze Age. Did they really make an actual booze? Or is it all just mead and wine based at that time? Well, I would have to say that, you know,
2: geography would probably pay, play a lot in... Like, I would imagine, like, you know... Thinking, you know, the Indians and, you know, them having access to maize and corn and, and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, we get a lot more corn based alcohol here in the U.S. and, uh, or in you know, North you America. Know, whereas. Where it's more like potato vodka and shit over in, like, you know, European and, you know, grape wine based stuff.
2: But I don't know. If you're in one of the desert regions, like, I guess. Bees and honey would be stuff that you're trading for, like
1: I mean yeah, I think bees are in a lot of places other than like you know colder climates, so that's probably one of the more universal alcohol sources uh was was some kind of uh mead based uh drink well, remember tamagotchis, yeah. That's like what I heard. One I can't remember which comedian one. He said, "Basically, Fitbits are the modern Tamagotchi, except the stupid animal you're trying to keep alive is yourself." <laughs> well, we now have a mold-powered uh, uh, smartwatch. <laughs> basically, this was kind of done as an experiment, wanting to because people now like electronic devices; they go bad, we just throw them out, and they wanted to see if they could kind of teach people to. Care more about electronic, uh, electronic uh, like recycling, products. and so yeah, you know, they don't just like toss it out as soon as it get. Well, this uh, this watch uh is basically powered by a slime mold that kind of acts as a uh, a living wire that keeps the uh, that runs a uh, heart rate sensor bracelet. Uh, if you do not adequately care for the mold, the heart rate sensor is disabled and the mold will dry up. But the mold can also remain dormant for several years if you just put it away and then try to fire it back up uh, later. Um, so you too can now grow your own mold. <laughs> <laughs> Researchers gave their living smart watch to a group of five people to test out for nine to eleven days. The first half of the time the group had to care for the slime to activate the watch so it would grow and established functioning. And then the second half of the experiment, they were supposed to just let it die. Uh, And when kind of discussing their experiences, the with normal SWAT, you know, most people like that didn't care about other kind of electronic stuff, but they said with this, they had like a greater sense of responsibility since they had to care for it. And most of the participants said they felt sadness or guilt during the neglecting stage of the experiment. And you know, said that they could, would consider uh, a device like this long term, and most suggested like to pass it on to someone else if they got you know tired of it instead of throwing it away. You know, and they, they, this paper published in the ACM Symposium of User Interface Software and Technologies. They're you know hoping to reduce electronic waste by building products that people actually care about and want to keep.
2: I just think that plays a lot more into that whole technology addiction thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is make people like more addicted to their uh you know, TikToks and whatnot. Well, in another uh <laughs> study, um if you get hiccups, just stick a finger in your butt. So it clogs up the air and
2: you know, the hiccups <laughs> go away? Is that how it works?
1: Uh I guess uh, basically you wrote in a case report uh, there was a uh Six-year-old man that developed hiccups after a nasal gastric tube uh, was fitted following his hospital his hospitalization for pancreatitis. The patient's persistent hiccups went on for days despite removing the tube and efforts of the team to deal with them. They tried drugs, other, apparently eyeball pressure, and a bunch of other, like, hiccup cures, but they could not stop this guy's uh, hiccups. Um, basically, they say enter. Intraceable hiccups is an uncommon phenomenon probably mediated through the superna- super spinal brain brainstem center with, uh, the vagus nerve. So kind of when they ran out of, uh, ways to treat this, uh, doctors decided that you can also stimulate the vagus nerve by digital rectal massage using slow, continuous, uh, circumferential motion in the butthole and the hiccups immediately terminated. Uh, when these hiccups came back, they did it again and hiccups went away.
0: Yeah.
2: You know why? That whole thing. If you scare somebody, you know how you
1: scare somebody? Hey, <laughs> Some I'm going to put this butt thing finger. in your butthole. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, apparently Dr. Francis Fezmeyer, uh, while attempting to, uh, stimulate the vagus nerve, uh, remembered a, reading about another patient who had racing heart that was slowed after receiving a rectal massage and decided to try it. Um, uh, but he also, uh, in the, uh, he received a, uh, noble Pri and uh, for his report, uh, <laughs> but he's told, uh, new scientists that, uh, orgasm uh, can also stimulate the vagus nerve. So, you know, having sex, if you're, you know, could cure your hiccups as well, but I don't know anybody that could like perform with like just massive hiccups. <laughs> how, how can you maintain an erection when you're <laughs> constantly freaking hiccup? So I don't know how well the the other cure might be more fun but I just don't know if you could perform in that condition (laughs) I don't know maybe that added motion
2: you know I mean might might stimulate you like oh that's that's something you know new
1: so yeah if you get the hiccups just stick a thumb in it that's all I got for you this week we'll be right back with some nerd news
2: and now it's time for all things nerdy and nerdy. And welcome to Nerd News. Yeah, news! We're going to talk about some action-packed epics on the horizon. Epic shit. And most recently, one that you just put on my radar. <laughs> which I don't know how I haven't, you know, already seen this. But from the producers of John Wick Chapter 4 comes... Sisu!
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, World War Two finished John Wick. He even has a dog. <laughs>
2: And I'm okay with it.
1: Like Yeah, it's
2: like Like I mean the tagline, like the most fun you can have, you know, watching Nazis die. And I'm like <laughs> Yes. And just the red band trailer alone, I'm like, Yes, I have to see this now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks violent as fuck. It's like a a Finnish soldier who lost his family and home in the war finds gold and becomes a gold miner, and then Nazis show up and try to steal his gold and he just goes like Bat shit fucking people up with a damn pickaxe, <laughs> throwing landmines too. It's like, oh shit! <laughs> like, uh, I I don't know. You know, there's something about that old ad of You it's know, got that old man
2: strength. <laughs> well, not only the old man strength, but you know, you don't really want to fuck with somebody that's got nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah, like he might just go harder than you know yeah, you're willing the lines to. The
1: trailers like, do you really believe he's immortal? No, he just refuses to die.
2: <laughs> but I, I, I wish it had a release date. But I mean, th- this just looks like a it an action-placked, on you know, gory, bloody, you know, fun time watching Nazis get their asses handed to them the way that Nazis deserve to get their asses handed to. So,
1: them. Uh, it's currently uh, scheduled for April twenty-eighth.
2: That's not far away.
1: <laughs> no, so we won't have long to wait for uh, wait for that one.
2: So, yeah. Definitely more news to come on Sisu! <laughs> uh, another trailer, and uh, this became on my radar, uh, catching the previews for Cocaine Bear. But never in my life did I think that a Bert Kreischer and a Mark Hamill could make such an outrageously good time of a film. And we talked looks, about
1: not making good comedies anymore. I'm like, looks like comedy's back.
2: <laughs> yeah. So what we're alluding to here is the machine.
1: Yes. If you've go look up Burt Kreischer, if you're not familiar with his story, the machine where he kind of accidentally joined the Russian mafia, uh, in college on a field trip. It's like one of his most like famous, uh, Comedy, uh, stories. Well, now they've turned that into a movie and it stars Burt Kreischer as himself, like 23 years later, apparently someone who he pissed off that summer he was playing around with the Russian mafia comes back for revenge and kidnaps him to take him back to Russia.
2: Like, what is the... I mean, I guess I'm going to have to look into it too, because I kind of feel like with the Russian mafia, like, you would have to go out of your way to try to find... Like, it doesn't seem to be, like, the type of thing that would just be, like, oh, I'm just a clueless college kid. Oh, and now I'm affiliated with Russian Mafia.
1: Well, if you've not heard the original story, basically he took Russian in college and tried to drop out of the class, and they're like, no, listen, we have to have a certain number of students to teach this class. If you stay in, I'll pass you just because you meet them. If you drop out, I can't put on this class. So he ended up taking three years of Russian and never learning any Russian, and then, the, like, went on, like, a senior trip with his class, like a study abroad thing, where they took the entire class to Russia. And this was in, like, the 90s when, basically, the mob still controlled a lot of Russia. So they had to hire gangsters to a- act as security and uh, for this class trip. And he befriended, like, their Russian uh, mafia security guy. But since he... Didn't know Russian, he like asked, like, one of the students that actually spoke, is like, All right, teach me how to say, My name is Bert and I like pussy, or something like that. Well, he completely fucked up whatever he tried to say. So he just like knocks on their hotel door and they open the door and he just pulls out a bottle of vodka and says, I am the machine. And they all started laughing and they're like, He's the machine. And like invited him in and he ended up partying with these guys like all summer. And at one point they're on a train and like him and the mafia guys end up robbing the fucking train. <laughs> it's like, it's. The most fucked up drinking story ever. It's it, you have to hear it. It's great.
2: I'm not doing things right in life.
1: <laughs> uh, and then he became a comedian. <laughs> I mean, the movie Van Wilder is based off of uh, Bert Kreischer. <laughs> that was Bert in college. <laughs> but yeah, this this looks like it's it's. And you get Mark Hamill on on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I love that line. Like, it's like, you... Dad, why are you talking so fast? It's like you're on speed. He's like, because I'm on speed. <laughs> <laughs> More drugs, please. Yeah, Mark Hamill plays his father in this movie. <laughs> but it, yeah, it looks hilarious. And the, the trailer ends with him lighting a cigar off the, off the muzzle blast of an AK-47. So I'm like, all right, you've got my attention, bro." Yes, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely a cigar nerds worthy right there. <laughs> so uh, as of right now, May 26th is our release date for a machine <laughs> Sisu <laughs> that's never going to get old no until it gets old to get that joke go watch the trailer <laughs> there's a trailer yeah for Sisu
1: Sisu huh
2: I didn't know that I completely just you know winged it cuffed it <laughs> yeah Ah, uh, moving right along dude We've talked about the 80s. We've talked about the 90s. And, you know, our childhood of the 80s and 90s would not be complete without a, you know, little Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, uh, you know, um, Mutant Mayhem uh, has released some of their voice cast actors. Is this going to be another animated? It is going to be animated. Yep. And uh, it's going to include Jackie Chan, John Cena, Seth Rogen. And several others. So, um... Seth Rugen, uh... You know... I think tomorrow... So this podcast will release on Tuesday. So by the time the podcast release, we should have an actual trailer for this. Nice.
1: I, mean, I didn't mind the last couple of live-action mu- <laughs> Turtle movies. They were bad. They just looked like fucking strange looking, but <laughs> the action was pretty good.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Nicholas Cantu, Leonardo, Bradley noon as Raphael, Micah, Abby as Donatello. Um, I think Rogan will be our Leonardo. If I'm not mistaken,
1: he sounds more like a Michelangelo. <laughs> um,
2: Jackie Chan, a splinter. I could absolutely yeah, see that I, one. Absolutely. Uh, John Cena's steady. I think. <laughs> nice. I I think I could see that. I don't I yeah. don't know if I would view Cena as as, as more of a bebop or Rocksteady, but um, oh, Seth Rogen is actually bebop.
1: Ah, that makes more sense. So yeah. <laughs>
2: um, Ice Cube a Superfly. <laughs> uh, Rose Boyne Leatherhead, Natasha Dimitru as Wingnut. Are you Adabra? We're bringing all the old cartoon characters yep, as back. April. Um, we're even gonna have you know Baxter Stockman. Uh, Post Malone as Ray Follette. Who was Ray Follette?
1: I have no idea. That's not maybe a new character. I've not heard of that one.
2: Paul Rudd as uh, Mondo Gecko.
1: Gecko. Mondo Gecko. Yeah.
2: I'm trying to remember if
1: Was that like a lizard uh ninja? I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, that the old cartoon like had so much... Because it was basically it was it was kinda like most of the shit Hasbro did where it was like, how many toys can we make off of this? So they had to keep, you know, introducing new characters to sell more toys. Yeah, absolutely. Like
2: Yeah, you know, I remember, you know. Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, um, Star Wars, of course. Like, there was just so much cross-merchandising <laughs> that was happening yeah. with, like, every time something was coming out. Like, you know, there was a whole slew of video games, you know, spin offs, you know, coloring books, you know. It's just crazy, you know, the time before the, the internets. <laughs> so... Definitely something to uh, look for. Today's- Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Up next is a little trailer. Ugh. Die Hard Two. Die Harder. I
1: don't think I ever saw the first Die Hard movie. I mean, if Kevin Hart's funny as shit. I should probably. I like mean, check he that he's funny
2: out. as shit. I'm just like, I, I just don't know, you know, about the kind of spoof and parody, you know. Um, apparently John Cena is probably going to have a role in this as
1: well. Like, we called this, like, years ago. I mean, Kevin Hart, it's it's usually The Rock. Uh, it's his usual uh, sidekick, but, yeah. And I like seeing him more as a comedic actor than I do as, like, an action dude.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the, the thing, because I, I definitely feel like, you know... He's a lot better with a lighthearted comedy than, you know, like, like his parody of trying to be an action dude is good. <laughs> but him trying to be a serious
1: action dude, I'm just like, ah, it falls. Oh, what's the what's the fucking James Gunn series? Uh, it's not the Patriot, uh... Anyway, yeah, that, that uh movie or T V series was fucking hysterical. And we got anything else to say over there? <laughs> I'm Peacemaker. On it. That's the that's the fucking name. Oh yeah, before, pe- yeah, fucking Peacemaker, dude, like That shit's funny as hell. I, I wish I heard him do a season two of that. So yeah, um,
2: I was trying to see if I could find the uh, release date to this. Okay, so yeah, it's going to premiere on the R- Roku channel. Hey, we're not talking about Netflix for once. <laughs> wow. On March thirty-first. Um, so if you got a Roku device, you can definitely you know check out this season. Um, I mean. Dude, he, he he got some nominations for the previous season, so it couldn't have been all bad, but then again, like I've seen some pretty terrible things get nominated in the past, so <laughs> definitely something to, you know, check out. Keep on the radar. Alright. Something you asked about in the main segment. <laughs> we're talking about cocaine bear just to you know we a little bit for the folks and you're like oh, what could be a a sequel yeah cuz and and we threw around a thing. bunch of joke ideas but one that's actually in the works to come to fruition is attack of the meth gator
1: <laughs> uh absolutely cuz anytime something's successful or like the copycats Come out of the woodworks. I yeah. I mean <laughs> Asylum
2: it. with Sharknado, you know, now Attack of, you know, the Meth Gator, you know. Now is it gonna carry? I mean it it took Sharknado a few movies before like everybody came out of the woodwork to get on board. <laughs> And I, I think, you know, a lot of it just had to be, you know, actors, actresses and just wanted to have fun again. And I. Florida man. <laughs> Hold our bear. I mean, beer. Coming for your life this summer is the tagline. God, is this
1: going to be a theatrical release or is this like a sci fi original?
2: Um. So far, all we have is a poster, and... <laughs> Does the gator
1: have teeth? <laughs> it has red eyes.
0: Because
1: uh, if it's a meth gator, it probably doesn't have any teeth. It, it definitely has teeth. Oh, <laughs> well, see, that's, that's fake right there.
2: <laughs> I mean, it didn't say for how long it's been on meth.
1: Ah, true enough.
2: You know, I think that's something that, you know, comes over time, but... <laughs> you know uh no release dates nothing outside of a you know thing like people saw the poster and like oh my god is this real and asylum studios said yes this is absolutely a real thing that we're working on so (laughs) um it's at least in the works uh switch it up talk a little bit about video game news um Retro gaming in the modern era. That's one of the things that you and I struggled with. <laughs> like, I can remember how many trips to, at the time, Radio Shack was still present, where we tried to, to find converters, to work? <laughs> AC adapters, and all these little bits and pieces to connect an Atari to a
1: modern television. Because, kids, back in our day, we didn't have... Uh... Uh, HDMI cables, uh, like you had to have either the old school, like rabbit ear hookup that you screwed into the back or eventually coaxial connectors. But hell, I don't even know if like TVs have coaxial anymore. Well, they do because, you know, if if you have cable service,
2: that's where, you know, cable is going, you know, to the TV. But um, I don't think coax will ever truly go away now. Next year it'll probably
1: be obsolete now that I said that. I think, like, like, on my my old satellite, it was, like, coaxial into the box, but then the box went HDMI cable to the TV. (laughs) But,
2: yeah, um, needless to say, it's a bit of a struggle and a challenge. Um, And even when we got it to work, the thing we did not account for is, Hey, uh, modern TVs have 60 hertz refresh rate. Try playing Pong on, you know, <laughs> 60 hertz. That shit is fast as fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shit just looks different uh, when it's not on an old uh, tube screen. <laughs> modern uh, LED screens just uh, just makes it look way worse. <laughs> so uh, there's a company,
2: Polymega. Hmm, polyamorous, maybe? Polymega, we'll go with that. (laughs) Um, But this is a physical emulator that, you know, for folks that have still held on to old disk, old cartridges, that sort of thing that will, you know, allow you to essentially be able to power a device, you know, run it into your computer via USB. And then you have all of your Martin hardware, your cloud backups, because that's one of the things we talked about
1: too. Like no save points, no save
2: points, blah blah blah. So you know, for folks, um, you know, looking to try to, um, you know, I've I've toyed with a number of emulators, you know, over the past, and you know, some have worked better than others. So I'm wondering how a physical device, you know, might so does Better this assist.
1: device take the old cartridges, or is it something you plug yes. your old system in? Ah.
2: So, you know, like, you know, that's the other thing, too. Like, you know, modern PCs and everything else, like, disk drives are kind of becoming obsolete. Everything is downloaded off the cloud, and
1: yeah, um, no, my, there's my computer no... computer I got now doesn't even have a CD drive on it. Everything's, uh... either downloaded or usb attached
2: it could but i put a hard drive in the slot instead of a uh, (laughs)
1: um
2: are yours no you you actually went out and bought you know the model that i did have so
1: there is no uh
2: you have no (laughs) no discs nothing but yeah if you ever find yourself struggling for some hard drive space there's room in the inside and hard drives now are like fucking dirt cheap so you get some really good solid state drives for a little bit of dinero a lot of bang for your buck but uh no pricing or anything but there is you know looking to be some sort of a cloud option for the folks that you know want to choose that where basically the emulator will just you know run as a piece of software um i've just had hit or miss experience with various you know third-party emulators over the years.
1: Yeah, cause I still got an old-school uh, Super Nintendo. But, and, hell, you can pick up game cartridges, old-school game cartridges in a lot of places. So, yeah. If,
2: yeah! If you, You're you just going to pay as much for the old-school game cartridge as a <laughs> brand-new, you know. Yeah.
1: But the weakest link is always, like, the player itself. So if you got something new that you can just plug the old, old uh, cartridges into, uh, or discs, then maybe... You'll be able to play Mortal Kombat a little easier than, uh, <laughs> than with the uh, you're trying to find connectors for your old uh, Super Nintendo.
2: Well, that and, you know,
1: I think a lot of
2: times using the original controllers... I mean, granted, you know, in that era there were no ergonomics or anything else. Like, no wonder it Hand hurts. fatigue. Yes. <laughs> um, That's
1: why we all have carpal tunnel. <laughs>
2: but, you know, I wonder if there'll be ports and stuff, you know, to accept some of these controllers.
1: I mean, I've seen some, and this was years ago, but like modern reproduction of like Nintendo systems that had multiple inputs where it would play Super Nintendo, original Nintendo. It had like all the ports and shit, so it could handle multiple styles of cartridges. So, I mean, maybe something like like that as a plug-in for uh, <laughs> the shit.
2: So more news to follow as we learn more about what's going on with
1: Polymega. Well that's all we got for you this week. Check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're on the ESO Network at ESO Network.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the YouTubes at Cigar Nerd Pod or at Cigar Nerd Podcast on the YouTubes. Um Get your energy drinks at StrikeforceEnergy.com promo code Cigar Nerds. Get your shirts at RealMenSmokeCigars.com. And with that, I'm on cocaine. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We're your hosts, Smoking Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom.